I am so fucking hyped. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> Literally. Like, I don't even know, like, what this exact... Well, we always start from, like, the main event. Like, that's not even what I'm saying. But, like, I don't even know, like, how to start the explanation of I, just how I this night fucking mean. went. Like, I it was so mean. great. Well, how did you end up watching it? Because I know we didn't watch it together. Did you just uh, pop it up at home? Go yeah, anywhere? no, I was able to pop it up at home. That's good. That's yeah, good to hear. So. Yeah, I was. I got home from work. I was dozing in and out the whole time, sadly. I was, excited. I was super excited, but I just literally couldn't do it. I'm like, so I'm laying there. I'm just like, uh, uh. And then eventually, like, just through the... Like the of course, of course, like the fights I fall asleep during are like the ones I want to see the most. Like that's just never fails. I mean, but I guess we could just get into the main event, which is ironically one of the fights that I originally missed, but ended up watching it. Loved every yeah, second. Yeah, of course, yeah, I too. It's partially why I'm so excited, honestly, right now. Even in like my notes, I just wrote just wow. So. For anybody who uh, didn't get to see the fight, Yuri Prohaska uh, defeats Glover Teixeira by uh, submission with a rear naked choke with no hooks with 28 seconds <laughs> left in round five in a fight that I you could score in so many different yeah. ways. Like, we'll talk about fight scoring in the co-main event, but, like, this fight, dude, like, I, I, you know, recency bias is a thing, I get it, but certain times, like, when you sit and you watch something, and I've watched that fight, like, three times now, I, that was one of the best fights I think I've ever seen. Like, that was fantastic. That fifth round, too, one of the best rounds I've ever seen. And I think, like, in terms of light heavyweight title fights, the only ones that even can compare to that are Jones Gustafson and DC Gustafson. So, like, I just... <laughs> I guess I'll just leave it to you right now. What, what did you think about this main event that I think is just fantastic? I mean, you're not really saying much that's... That differs from what my thinking too. Like that, that has to be like the universal thought. Like no matter, because especially the for to for no stern no uh stone to be left unturned. Like he got a finish victory too for the way that for for that to be how Yuri Prochaska beats Glover Teixeira is like just it was so like unexpected too. Especially at the end of the round and whatnot, and then just. You could even, like, I mean, you could, like you said, you could score in so many different ways, whether, like, even, like, if the fight ended, like, a draw, perhaps, yeah, was in the cards, or, like, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, people having Yuri losing on their, sco- on their scorecards, like, I, I going into... down going in, but not, like, not by much, I mean, literally, the first round, I gave to, uh, I gave to Glover, obviously, because, you know, a lot of control time, but the second round... Yuri, for the first half of it, was beating the crap out of Glover and hurting him, like, pretty bad, like, some of the shots. But, like, you can't just discount, like, the ending of the round for Glover <laughs> and getting the ground and pound and, like, just hitting him as hard and as many times as he was. Like, that I gave Glover that round, but albeit very closely. But then, like, you know, round three, Yuri looked really good. And round four, like, just every round, though, was just honestly really besides the first one was just crazy. Like, they, I think past round three, they were both exhausted just yeah. by the pace they were going at. Like, I like Glover in particular did, like, a really good job of just trying to wear trying to wear Yuri down and just, you know, I guess, like, bringing, like, Chamba down to size. Like, because even, like, in that fifth round, like, yeah. you would think, like, you know, Glover might have actually had that fight won if it stayed on the feet. I mean, he but, jumped <laughs> guillotine. I can't even describe, like, 
the thoughts that went through my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. no, it's such a, like, oh, such like, a pivotal, like, you know, decision. I'll, I'll and say then, I was, and then, that was a mistake. Like, he shouldn't have done that. Especially I, with, you know, so, like, yeah, he could he could have finished each. He had, year, he had him like, reeling, and there was, yeah, there was damn. the last, it was the last minute of the fight. Bisping's reaction was mine. Like, the, what are you doing? Like, what are, what are you, oh my god! So, it's just, yeah. and that's like why that fight was so awesome. Like, I like just throughout, it, I was just like, oh no, oh my god, oh my god, because there was just so many like momentum shifts back and forth, and they were all like in the round too. It was just nuts. Like, and that's why I say at round five, especially because you know Glover, like you just said, almost finishes him. I think also too with like just not even just championship not not even, no yeah not championship just experience in general with Glover to share like you know but yeah that's the first that's the first championship round that Yuri Pocha- Yuri Pochaska has fought into like you think your uh Glover holds you know some sort of advantage in that in that situation but I, I don't it's just a, yeah just the mental mistake i don't i don't know it was very yeah, like might in the heat of the moment and then yeah for yuri to capitalize on it the way he did to slip a, just finish a, it too. Like, yeah, yeah that's that was, like that's that's a champion right there. like both those that, guys like yeah. even though glover lost i even said this on instagram like glover still walked like he may not have walked out with the belt but come on like <laughs> that was a championship performance win or lose like just and you could like you were saying with the scorecards, like you yeah. could even argue that he was winning the fight before the that. Further, the longer the round. fight went, the more it was playing into Glover's, yeah, you know, advantage. But Yuri was doing well though, like despite the fatigue, like he was doing the right things IQ wise. Like uh That's he, what was I was it round three or four when he was getting him with those big body shots that pretty much dropped him. Um, that was round four, I believe. Damn, yeah. damn like that's another thing I was really impressed with from here, the the IQ, because I I mentioned it like you know on Friday and whatnot, like you know I don't think like if he gets if he he has to work off his back against Glover or even like up against a clinch or something like I don't really see it going all that well for him and he just he answered like he, he just answered the call yeah attacks. he really got out of some you know some deep shit there was and, an arm triangle I think it was round five too like, yeah Glover went for the arm triangle uh, yeah he went for the arm triangle and. I mean, what else can you say? Like seriously, that's... what else? What else can you say? I mean, Yuri Pochowski, like, I kind of like. I mean, it's obvious. It's got to be official now. But I kind of felt like you know, just watching like before in preparation for the fight, like this guy might just have something that's he's just a level over just other light heavyweights. And yeah. now it's just, I don't know how you can really dispute it. You know, yeah, that that was a big one. And like just coming back from all that he came back from in that fight, all the damage that he took, like. Even with both these guys, like they both fought yeah, he was the, the one, exact way. We he was the one that got busted up first, and then he busted up Clover. Yeah, he managed to get Clover, and then at that point, it's just all bets are off. It's like yeah, just incredible. I just, loved it. just bo- by both guys, like because they both, in my opinion, they just showed like who they are as fighters. Like Clover taking all the punishment on the feet and getting them down almost every single time, and. Then, you know, landing his ground and pound on top. And like I just pretty much said, on the feet, like, Yuri's striking looked beautiful, even despite, like, getting hit. Just all the stance switching, uh, all the feints, fake level changes, just everything to keep Glover guessing. And even, like you just said, his work on the ground, getting back up, like, just outstanding. The takedown like, defense. Guns. He gets, yeah. the, when he up the takedown, like, it came out of really, like, huge part in the fight yeah you and, could see like he was reading that single leg like after a little while yeah was exactly he got Glover got the single leg in round one 
And then from there, it's just here, just some click. Yeah, that that takedown defense is something legit. Like, it's, it's yeah. just, wow. Like, I can't even, I don't even know, like, how to put it into words, like, how that fight made me feel watching it. Like, I wish I would have been able to see it, like, as it was happening. But, I mean, next door like, as far as I'm concerned, Glover Teixeira can fight for as long as he damn well pleases. Yeah. I can set the Yeah, it's just like, 42 in there? <laughs> no. I'm no, gonna keep I'm gonna going. Keep going. Love it. And then just you're just wow, man. This he's an absolute superstar now. Like yeah. officially. You're saying that was a horrible performance, that's he's like It's like that's it's ma- scary. That's the real yeah. deal. Like when he says like in these media things that he's um, he ex- thinks about the warrior's mindset and stuff. He like, expects that he expects himself to not take that you know, as much damage and get himself into that kind of war. Yeah, like, he's trying no to matter who exactly. Easy. And that's not like that's not a case of underestimating your opponent or anything. Obviously, no. like no, like he just There's expects more. Exactly, he expects more from himself, and that's just that's championship mentality right there. Like you never, you never settle, you're never satisfied, and wow, like he just brings new blood now into the division because he's only fought a couple of guys, and like you know they were saying even on the broadcast, it seems like who's next. It's just so it's so crazy how like flexible. I I don't even really know like. I guess how much, like, lay heavyweights just fluctuates now since John Jones left. Wait, that was my whole point. Like, people were saying the division was dead after that. I'm like, how? I'm like, now no. you finally have some parity at the top. Like, nobody was beating John. Like, Dominic Reyes came as close as anybody, and I thought he should have won. But, you know, at the end of the day, the judges didn't give him that fight. And, you know, now we have, like, the champion changing hands. We've got three champions now since John Jones. Like, that's crazy to think about, considering his last fight was 2020, like, about two years ago. So, and now, like, Yuri's got probably the winner of Ankalaya versus Smith coming up next, they were saying. Mm -hmm. Like, Anthony Smith, I don't know how he does in that fight, truly, because Yuri, I think, like you just said, is kind of, might be just something special. And I think that, uh, but Ankalaya, that's that's the one for me. I think it is definitely the one, and, like, you know, I don't, that fight, I, Magomed Ankalaev is really going to have to grind it out, I think, in that fight. Like, some Tough sort of man. close decision victory or whatever, because just, man, I, you're, like, not, I'm not trying to, you know, like, I just simply, like, if Yuri's going to lose, especially this title, I, I, it's really hard to see it in tight, especially after it's seeing hard. this It's got to be someone who's really good. Like, I, I it's think... hard to see it in a finish, you know, fashion, at least, and. Yeah, it's tough. Wow, like, like that, that was, dude's tough. First, got first, the heart. his first five round fight, that kind of display is just unbelievable. And now he's on like I think it's literally he's on a huge winning streak. I think probably thirteen fights long. Let's see on Tapology to make sure. Actually, I have it up this time, so I'm ready. Huh. Yeah, no, I was I wanted to see Good it stuff. from Yolanda. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen fight winning streak. God, man, like, it's like almost in a way. It obviously it's like a different division and everything, but it's almost like Tony Ferguson esque, like someone who comes in with like that crazy style that like doesn't really bow down to anybody. He just fights his way, and you know, it. Th- yeah. This case, it won out, and this is thirteen straight now, and now he's the champion. So, I don't know. This this seems like it could be something special. Like you said, that could be running for quite a long time. But speaking of uh, title reigns that have been running a long time, Valentina Shevchenko. 
got her eighth title defense now, which I'm pretty sure is now a women's record. Just beat out Ronda Rousey. Uh, she beats Taya Santos by split decision. Now, um, I guess first I'll just say like, how how did you th- what did you think of the decision? Um, honestly, like I saw ap- like once after that headbutt that brutal headbutt like I just it just seemed like with Taya Santos like it was just off. From the from Broken there, from her, yeah. To official. And then like yeah, let's Valentina, which I which what a champion does and should do. She just, she capitalized on it. She kept attacking that side, and then made the adjustments. There too. was the questionable take the takedown at the end too. I feel like she could have just kept going on the feet and just got it done that way. But you know that was the whole fight though for her. Like it was a little bit, it it was almost like her coaches kind of saved her in that one because her coaches were the ones who said like, hey, you gotta stop wrestling like. I don't know what you're trying to prove out here, but it's not working. <laughs> like, it, in a way, like, it's crazy that, you know, we talk yeah, about dude. this all the time, like, fighters beating themselves. Like, this almost happened in this case. Like, she convinced herself that, like, her grappling was right up there, and it was, in this case, it just wasn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Talia Santos proved that she's at least a bit of a better grappler considering yeah, all the sure. back control she eventually had. And then even the shots that Talia was landing, like, they were effective. And, um... Yeah, I mean, just once again, like, there's there's no knock on Valentina whatsoever because she's just once again just another display. Like that, like we were, everyone kind of was expecting it going in. Like this is gonna be her toughest test to date, and if she can pass this, it's like, really, like who's who's stopping her in this division? And now, like, there you go, the test is passed, and then now it's like. Yeah, what do you just do from there? Like, really, what do you do from there is the question. It's crazy that she's beaten so many people that I wouldn't even care if it was like an immediate rematch just because she deserves one. I think, like, yeah, that's a, yeah. But, I, that's, I definitely, if, that's definitely something that should be done, like, down the road. But like, this yeah, fight, I don't know man. if I want to see her go back up it, to 35, personally, because if she's getting out grappled at 125... I mean, I don't know how Julian because she submitted Julian a split a decision. Back, I think yeah, it does warrant an instant rematch. Honestly, who I mean, else? Like, who else are you gonna give it to? Jukagan again? Like, <laughs> it's tough. Like, I, I don't. Misha Tate is fighting Lauren Murphy. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't think Misha Tate stands a chance in hell against Valentina Shevchenko, but it's like that's the only new blood that I could see getting up that far. I mean, you got all these young girls in the division, but they're not even close to the title yet. No. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, this is, her, like I just said, it was her eighth title of defense. And this fight, it was weird because, I and I'll even say, like, full disclosure right now, I don't have a clear winner. Like, I've been trying to think of it all day. Like, that's another fight. Me neither, really. That's time. why it's like, you know, for me, it's just, yeah, that headbutt was the turning point. Yeah, I would have loved to see what would have happened if that didn't happen. And like, yeah, even seriously. The, even Which, honestly, dude, like, if that doesn't happen, we probably do have, we might actually have, like, a new champion. Because in that case, like, it probably is a case of Valentina just beating herself. And then... Well, know. I don't know, though, because she did take the advice from the corner. At, I think it was after round three. Because mm. they yeah. were like, all right, now you're down. Like, you're down three, most likely. She was. So you yeah. gotta you got to turn it up on the feet now. Like, this girl's doing well in this grappling whether you like it or not and but it's weird because i think the reason why this fight is kind of hard to judge is because yeah she was had a lot of control time but there wasn't much being done with it and like no, round one no. i gave to santos but rounds two and three are the ones that there I really wasn't count. there really wasn't a ton of action from valentina there 
And well, no, no, no. I mean from Santos. Oh. Like on top, like you watch the fight and mute the, and I always say you gotta mute the commentary or else you <laughs> think that Santos was wailing on her. But like, you know, if you look at the striking output for those fights, I think I heard one of the rounds. I think it was round three. Round three. Here, let me see if I can actually find this because it's like UFC stats, so it's not that hard. Let me see. Shevchenko versus Santos stats. And like the the numbers like literally even tell like a different story, where the uh, where is it UFC stats. All right, I think I found it. So, in round, where can I find? Okay, in round one, uh, Valentina landed ten, out outlanded Santos ten to five in a round where Santos had all that control time. But I still gave that one to Santos Me just too. because yeah. way too much. Round two, seven to four, so a lot closer. And but the thing is, Valentina, like she was controlling range on the feet, but on the ground, Santos, she was on top of her for a while, but she didn't really do much. Like, yeah, that, not mistaken, this was probably the most like inactive round of the for fight. either of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but some the ref, you know, had picked See, them the, both up. It was like listen you know, to round gonna... three though, because round three is the one that I think is really misleading when you watch the commentary like of the fight because they. You know, they go crazy when she takes Valentina's back towards the end of the round. But on the feet, 17 to 7, Valentina. So she's out striking her and plus 77% to 46%. So Valentina was landing pretty much everything she threw. And so, like, I'm not saying that because I think Valentina won the round. I'm just stating the facts. Like, that's the, you could look it up. Those are the stats on the UFC site. But then round four, you know, that one was a lot more action 29 28, Valentina. Round five, fourteen to eleven, Valentina. So she outlanded her in every round. Yeah. And you know, Santos had a lot of control time in the first three rounds, and but she, the back takes were all she was really doing with it. And even then, like she was getting like the lock on the jaw, which hurts. You know, don't get me wrong, but they like they. I don't think they classify in MMA at least as submission attempts, like officially. So let me see if that's. I think that's on here actually too. It is. So she, they said she had three submission attempts. What rounds are they saying those are in? So they're saying two of the of Santos's submission attempts were in the first, and then one of them was in the third. So no submission attempts in round yeah. two. That's it's tough because it's like, how do you, how do you give it to someone who didn't do much on offense? Even like though Valentina didn't do as much either, but in the limited time she had, she was doing stuff. And like even in round two. She yeah, that's what I was trying too. to, you know, I don't know, I was kind of just, I don't know, it was just, it just felt like Talia was just stifling Valentina. Yeah. And felt. then just, yeah, it's once very, again, very man. Like, I, I initially had it 48-47. Uh, I guess it just but... goes back to the whole damage versus control time yeah, um, and argument. and Damage won out, yeah. clearly, in this one. Especially when you see 49-46 Valentina. As it usually know. does. I thought that scorecard was crazy though. What about you? Forty nine, forty six. Oh yeah, the forty nine, forty six was super questionable. That's a, when I heard that, I thought Santos won. I don't I, know I, what fight the, judge, the judges were watching there. I, I don't know. They must have really valued her striking. I also, in fact, I wrote this down. I just saw it. I I actually do like like this, when though. you score because the decision what? just becomes so much more that much more critical when you score it like that. And yes. it's just. I don't know how you get it to him. I don't, I don't know how you exactly. get it to him. Exactly. Four rounds? Like, which you, ones? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Because you just said it yourself. You thought, when you heard that, you thought Santos won. 
Even then, though, I, but like I was still confused because even Santos, there's like there's no way she won four rounds either. So it's like I I don't even know. It's just that was a fun fight though. I mean, it's good to see a fight like where Valentina actually looks human. Yeah, like a real test. Yeah, she threw up a go-go plot in that. One. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I'm gonna have to watch it again. They mentioned it. I swear they, they mentioned it in the broadcast. She threw it. She threw up that leg under the neck, and I was like, no, no way. Wow. I was like, she's really better try it. If she would have landed that far, I think I would have died. <laughs> then I would have definitely been up for the main event. That would have got my energy <laughs> through the roof. Could you imagine? I think Nick Diaz to this day is the only person to do that. And not just the UFC, like all of MMA. <laughs> so just a shout out to Nick. But shout out to Valentina for getting this decision. I mean, you could argue whether she deserved it or not. I mean, I don't in any way, shape, or form think this was a robbery. I think you could argue either fighter won this one. So... I mean, personally, I think an immediate rematch would be cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but I've seen crazier things, I guess. So, But on to the, on to the next fight. Um, Zhang Wei Li obviously knocks out Joanna Zonjacek with a brutal spinning back fist. And, uh, well, I wanted... <laughs> I feel like I predicted this one, but the opposite way. Because remember I said if Valentina, if Joanna... If, uh, just doesn't go first and she waits on the counter she'll do well well she did the opposite and she didn't do well so there you go so like it was just the mistake that she made in the first fight she made her game plan in this fight yeah like, like it's not like Joanna was responding but it was yeah. after she had already gotten hit you yeah. know but even you watch the first fight it's the same thing it's the exact same thing like Joanna's landing exactly. but when you're getting hit with bombs exactly. like it doesn't exactly. make a difference and then you, you you take in the inactivity, like, you know, big shot like that when you're active. Because at that point, when she got the title shot, she was fighting pretty regularly. But, like, when you're inactive for a while and then you get hit with some bombs like that from Zhang Wei Li, it's just a different ball game out there. And, like, I didn't think that she'd put herself in those positions, but she did. And at the end of the day, that's what resulted in the end of the fight, just her overextending and then you even the slow you could see it like she was mid-turn and then she went bah at the hand like that was unbelievable and just to see Johanna just yeah she set face. it up it's not like you just completely give it they had the clinch sequence and then Zanway Lee sets up she goes the one two to set it up and then boom yeah, like, exactly just unbelievable yeah and she was out like for a second ah uh, that was the famous chel son and sango yeah all all careers end the same no matter how high or how low of a level you fought at face down <laughs> ass up and embarrassed i thought ah, about that too actually yeah it's, it's tough unf- it really is unfortunate to everybody whether they like it or not like it's at this point i mean besides like habib and maybe gsp it's it's wild like, it really it's I never would have thought I'd see Ioana like that. That's for sure. Like, and you know, we can just like, I guess before we get to her retirement though, I do want to say like, just exceptional fight by Zhang Wei Li. Like the wrestling, the the boxing. Dude, it seemed like it seemed like that first round. Like, oh my god, we're gonna get another three rounds of the fight two yeah, years round ago. Six, pretty much that <laughs> was like. like and then just wow, man! Yeah, like, it happens like that. Sometimes. Yeah, a fight like that always, you know, between those two fighters, they always deserves just an absolute crazy finish like yeah. that. But the, one. see, like the difference though between this fight and the last one is, I feel like the tide was going this way throughout the fight because you could see Joanna was getting hit a lot, and I was like, Eesh. like some of these are big shots. Yeah, you know? and then so. not to say that's what she was doing, but like you know, 
further fights the further the fight goes, like the more tired you get, obviously, like you start fighting desperate at that point. Yeah, so, like, you just, just can't. So, like you just you you might like yeah you're taking the shots per se, but like and the crowd going's got to get you pumped. Exactly up what you're what thinking. you're giving back is just you know it's just a step behind. Yeah. And, I'm glad that Zhang's fighting for the title again too. Like that type of win definitely makes her earn it, and I don't. For sure. I think she beats Carla Esparza. <laughs> Do you think Carla has? It? I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't have a chance, but uh, I mean, <clears throat> she can. I she's gonna like she's gonna bring the best. she's gonna for damn sure bring the best out of Carla Esparza. Yeah, I, I don't know think that. she's gonna be playing that safe the way no, Rose did. Like, no. <laughs> that's she's gonna going be a good one, man. I can't wait for that fight. But Joanna though retiring, like that was a. I can't even say I'm too shocked. It because like even when I was thinking about this fight, I was like, well, if Zhang wins, where does she go? Because if Joanna only wants to fight the people at the top and she loses, what is she gonna do? Move up to one twenty five again? Valentina ain't going nowhere, <laughs> so she's already yeah. done that. And then she retires. You know, I mean, you gotta just talk about like her career real quickly. That's like I said. That's why I had Tapology pointed out. So, yeah, yeah, she is someone that deserves to fight at the top. Yeah, she's likes. earned it. Like exactly. when you fight like as many just like legends that she's fought, like literally one going, of the most decorated strawweight champs of all time. Well, she fought two uh, two fights in the UFC. Her second one uh, win in the UFC was Claudia Gadelia in twenty fourteen. Then literally Carlos Sparza's first title defense <laughs> after beating Rose was Joanna, who was only like I said two zero in the UFC at that point, but whooped her then jessica panay uh beats her with punches i remember that one that was the one where she was just literally up against the fence just ah, 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 ah. like they i don't even think she dropped her it was just like jessica panay had nothing like what are you gonna do when someone's throwing that many shots at you like just cover up but uh she beat valerie i i'm not gonna be able to say that but it's in french and i i remember her she's pretty she's a good striker claudia gadelia again Ka- carolina kolkevich jessica andrage and then that's when she lost to Rose next. But, like, for a while there, like, you know, her title reign was really in the same era as Ronda Rousey. And, like, when her and Ronda were going up the ranks, like, that was the beginning of women's MMA in the UFC. Like, besides Ronda's star power, you know, you had Joanna at 115 and Yo- and uh, Ronda at 135. Like, that's how it was for a long time. And it's just, you know, it's so weird. Like, it was with Ferguson, like, to see these people, like, who were staples, like, when we kind of get into it like, get into the sport, and now they're on, like, the back end, and in Joanna's case, you know, she's done. It's just, I can't, it's wild. Like I said, you're seeing all these new people come up. It's wild seeing the old era just get ushered out the way it has been. Even, like, in the sense of, like, a Glover. Glover's different, like, you know, in the sense, like, he's not really off of a bunch of losses and whatnot, but even, like, Glover to shit. Glover to Sky actually kind of the opposite. Like, he got... He's, it seems like he's just he's getting somehow better. Still in it. Yeah. Getting, it seems like it's just getting better with age. Yeah, well, he and saw the new it. era in this fight. That's it's, for sure. He saw it's the exactly. new Exactly. Yeah, man. It really is just... Yeah, that's just... I don't... That's just the kind of... That's of just... It. Exactly. It's the nature of it. It's like a revolving door. It's just... Yeah. Being, I mean, MMA fans, like, the, you know, the hardcore MMA fans out there definitely already know this. Like, you know, MMA is the cruelest sport to its legends, you know. They basically go out on a silver platter getting uh, put up against the younger competition who are coming to get to the top where they once were. And I mean, that's just how it is. Like, you know, not everything's like, (laughs) you know, baseball and basketball and all the other sports where you get those. Yeah. One day these up and comers are going to be 
you know, the same, the same spot. And that's just... <laughs> it's the nature of it. Exactly, You're going to see it. And, like, you know, Joanna didn't let herself go too far down. I mean, she's only fighting the best of the best. But, like, for her, I get it. You know, when you were as dominant as she was, because people got to understand, when she was champ, like... She was one of the most dangerous fighters, like, in the UFC. Like, with her striking, like, nobody could even touch her. And, like, even, like, I think uh, Andrade was really the main, only one who was able to even have any success at all. And then, obviously, Rose got the win against her, and that was, you know, the end of her title reign. But, you know, just a great career. Like I said, she's a trailblazer of the sport. She was one of the first big UFC stars when it came to women. I mean, she grew MMA in Poland a huge amount. I mean, her and Jan Blachowicz, but, you know, before Jan, it was her. And just, like, it's it's tough to see that happen to her. But, you know, like we just said, it's the nature of the sport. But I guess from there, we can move on to the rest of the main card, which is pretty exciting, honestly. I mean, Jake Matthews versus Andre Fialo, that was, oh, that was a clinic. I, Jake Matthews might have looked as best as I've ever seen him yeah, in the cage. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was unbelievable showing. The um, boxing, bro. The no. boxing. <laughs> Those Aussies know how to th- know how to. They all like too. there was just no, yeah, there was hardly like he's even that you know knockdown was more like Jake Matthews slipping kind of exactly. <laughs> they were going crazy like when Bisping went. Oh, I was like, wait, was he? What did he say? I was like, nothing even happened. He just <laughs> went on the ground. I didn't even think. He no, got and then dropped, I think, but... pr- and then I think at the sort of second round, Bisping's like, okay, you know, yeah, he Matthews slipped. <laughs> he didn't get knocked. I got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love when Bisping commentates though. He's probably the biggest like true fan in there that just gets crazy with it, but like just. For a guy like Filia, who's coming with all that momentum and like just the power that he yeah. has, for Jake to do that to him and not even get like really brushed up in the process, that was fantastic. Like, I don't know exactly what he has like coming from here, just because welterweight is just stacked. And he did say he wants to fight on the UFC Paris card with a bunch of his teammates. So that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I always like watching Jake Matthews fight. It's always a good one, whether it's win or lose. But he looks like he's turned a new leaf. I mean, they were saying that on the broadcast he was going to be looking for finishes. And <laughs> boy, did he get one in this one. That was a just a pile-up. Uh, what, what was the thing that Robbie Lawler said about Roy, the Roy McDonald fight? That was a... Uh, that was years of hard work culminating in a beatdown. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much that, if you ask me. Just outstanding like performance by Jake Matthews. I, just, I don't know if there's too much else to say there, yeah. but... Yeah. I guess next to my lock of the night, I was pretty happy to see him pass the what he called the Dagestani wrestler test, and he knocked out Ramzan Amiv in the first round. A uh, little bit of adversity, he got taken down, but you know, got got back up. That's exactly what you'd want, and then brutally finished him on that, like uh, just brutally finished him. But uh, what did you think of uh, his second fight in the UFC? Oh yeah, exactly. Like you just said, he was facing. So it just seems like we were at least going to get through the first round, in which Amiv would have won. Yeah. And Jack is just like, nah. Like, nah, we're not, we're not going to do that. You know, I bring fireworks to pretty much every fight that yeah. I'm in. And once again, like, just, just no different. Punches, bro. Eat these punches, bro. Eat these punches. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, he's, he's, so, he's, he's so exciting, man. Yeah, he's he really, really They really got someone with this guy. He's another one at 172, man. That division is just getting crowded. <laughs> but, like, even in the sports book, I was saying this, though, like, if Amiv is getting outboxed by Danny Roberts, he's not only going to get outboxed by Matt, Matt, uh, Della Maddalena, but he's going to get finished, and it's going to be quick. And 
there you go. <laughs> like, like I said, like when it's a lock in the night, you got to be pretty certain. And this is the one. That I was, was a lot. That was the last thing Amiv wanted was that fight for that fight to be on the feet. Yeah, and I would imagine when he got up, like from that uh, first takedown in his head, he's probably like, "Fuck, <laughs> like, this, this is gonna be pretty difficult." But it didn't really last too long past that, so I guess he's a little bit in luck. But man, that was just a tough. That was a tough one for him. But I like Madalena. I think he's going to be a star. I, he's got, like, everything. I think he's exciting. He's a good talker. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how he fits in with that killer's row in that division. But uh, I guess to some of these prelims, um, there's so much. I don't even know which one to talk about first. Like, I guess first we could talk about the feature prelim with Josh Kulabau versus Sung Woo Choi. I was watching that live. That was... <laughs> That one, dude, was a war in itself. Like, if the if the main event didn't happen, that one could have been. I actually the happened to me. I tried to uh, read up on a recap and whatnot, but yeah, it, didn't it have was. I mean, it was one of those fights that it was just like uh, volume versus power and like speed. Like Kulabau was a lot faster than Choi in there. You could see that, but they were both landing a lot of power shots, and it was just back and forth. But Kulabau was really taking, like, you could tell he was definitely getting the better of most of the exchanges. But there were a few times where Choi had him in trouble, especially towards, like, the end of the fight. So I thought that that was uh, just an interesting performance by both of them. Choi is one of those guys, like, I don't know, like, I was a little bit, I was pretty high on him, like, coming into the Caceres fight. But then I remember I thought Caceres would probably beat him just by sticking and moving, which he did. And I didn't think the same thing would happen with Kulabau, especially since he kind of struggled with those like longer power punches in the past. But this one, it, he looked great. Like it was just a lot of in and out movement, and Choi just really couldn't get that big shot to like really rock him and finish him. So yeah, that that was really all it was. But I guess we'll go to another fight that I didn't get a chance to watch because, like I said, I was in and out dozing dozing off throughout the rest of these fights and uh Allen versus Malcoon was one of them that I didn't get a chance to see but I keep seeing things about the scorecard so I'm gonna let you talk about this to me well I mean it really just goes back to the first round in which there was a ton of transitions but the thing is Brandon Allen was responding to every single one because it was more Malcoon like you know um initiating all the transitions but Brandon Allen's grappling was honestly like really impressive in that first round and then you know it wasn't on the ground for pretty much the entirety of the of the uh of the round but there was a lot you know yeah there was a lot of transitions and um was like not not necessarily transitions more like uh, yeah I'm, i guess yeah it's, not know. as because it's not as that. yeah I know. it's a blanket on the word but like yeah it <laughs> plays in plays into transitions and whatnot and um, scrambles? Scrambles, yes, 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 scrambles, scrambles. And, um, yeah, I gave the 10-9 to Brennan Allen because it's like, just, I mean, it was a really close, it was really close. And I think that's like, that's what everyone's reels are back to because Malcoon won round two and then round three, I think, was a clear Brennan Allen 10-9 uh, uh, as well. And then just, that, that was essentially that it. That happens. <laughs> I would, like, part of what I was high on uh, Jacob Malkoon on Friday was, like, it was displayed in that fight. Like, yeah. it could have the very finish as well because the fight ended on the ground as well. And, they were giving um, him no chance. I remember that. that it ended on, well, I will say it ended on the ground, but more with, like, Brendan Allen. Because like, I think Jacob Malkoon, he went for, um, 
he had he almost had the mount and like you know control of Brandon Allen on the ground, but you know Brandon Allen he got out of it, got back to his feet, and then from there it's like it's just all about how you score that first round, um because, uh like I said there was a lot there was a lot of transitions and whatnot scrambles going on and Brandon Allen was responding to all of them like the grappling was seriously like really impressive there. But oh, he's a he's a really good grappler, so I'm I'm definitely not surprised by that. I think that's cool though. I and I think for Malcoon and that like Malcoon's Malcoon's grappling also. Hey, yeah. like I said, yeah, dude, know. he's Matt a Cruiser. he's a dog in there, dude, and he made Brennan Allen like work for everything. And like yeah, I said, not he, a lot of guys can do that. Exactly, he took he had he had that second round as well, um, ten nine yeah. of his own, and just that's essentially it. I mean, um. I mean, you texted me saying about uh, Rob Whitaker was shaking his head and whatnot. Like, yeah, I was. Well, I was actually about to mention him more in the fact that I feel like, honestly, Whitaker, I would think probably helped him a lot in preparation for this yeah. fight, considering the all-around skill set that he's got. So I feel like that definitely had to make a difference. So the high-level training partners, that's a good thing in Malcoon's corner, despite the loss. But yeah, Whit- Whitaker was. I think it was on like MMA Junkie. I saw it, and a couple other sites like. He was just shaking his head, and, like, they just almost looked like they were in disbelief. So I was like, damn, like, I guess that was a close fight. Because I, I was nodding in and out throughout it. So, like, I saw was, parts of it, but, it like, was. not and enough. It, it just goes all back to the first round, essentially. Which, I mean, I only got to see the fight once. So I think it's actually something I'm definitely going to want to watch again. And yeah, I, I got to give it a full watch, not yeah, just the, <laughs> the half-in, half-asleep watch that I gave it the it's first def- time. It's definitely worth it. but um. Yeah, yeah I like fights like that. But I guess to end off uh, talking about the prelims, there were just a couple of knockouts that I, you know, not even really need to talk about too much. Just wanted to mention. But uh, Silvana Gomez Suarez made your uh, underdog go away pretty quickly, sadly. Right? That was the one you picked. Yeah, because I had her in one yeah. of my lineups and 1.7 points. <laughs> Great total by her. Won $4 in total. That's pretty sweet. I mean, I had a bunch of lineups in, but, you know, no, yeah, it wasn't man. the greatest for me. It was, it was, yeah, there, it so. was action from the get-go and then just one Fold. one lazy hook later from Naliang and she's well, Not two actually. One. The first one was the one that two. Yeah. Her, and the second <laughs> one made her fall over over her own leg. But then the other one uh, that I remember that was crazy that kind of screwed up a couple of my lineups too because I was kind of confident in the other guy, uh, Mahashata. I know I'm saying that right. Mm. I know I'm saying that right. Versus uh, Steve Garcia. I figured that Garcia was a little bit chinny. I had heard, and but then I said to myself, he does hit pretty hard, and Mahashata does get hit. So I figured he'd probably just bust him up and get some stats for me. Did not happen. <laughs> Mahashata just just pieced him up and eventually just knocked him out cold. It just it was beautiful. Like it was almost like the McGregor Aldo knockout in the sense that like uh, Garcia was coming forward and then just ba immediately out cold. So well for a second at least he fell right on his face. So I, I can't imagine he was doing all right. But just great knockout by Mahashata. I think that he's gonna be a big star coming into the UFC. I mean, they're pretty high on him coming off the Contender Series. So, just this card, I guess, before we wrap it up in its totality, like, one of the best, I think, of the year, Fight Night or Pay-Per-View. I mean, that main event, like I said, that was an all-time Yeah, classic. seriously, I was mean, going back to the main event real quick, like, yeah. I mean, that please, has to yeah, be, that has do. to be, like, one I of the, that has to be, like, one of the greatest comebacks, like, 
yeah. I guess, in a championship fight since, like, Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen, honestly. Yeah, that was, a nice that was Yeah, man, that was so... That fight gave me Rowdy versus Rory vibes, and that's, that's high yeah, praise. Like, man, <laughs> that's pretty high absolutely praise. says something. That was just one of the most competitive title fights I think I've ever seen, and, like, just both guys showed you who they really are as fighters. They both displayed all their strengths in the cage, and they both walked out of there like warriors. Like, that was just what I guess it's one of the most thrilling events I've ever seen and the main event on top of it just makes that just one of the best cards of the year so far if not the best just great fights by the winners like the winners of the card and then the main event obviously like I just said both guys walking out of there like champions in my opinion just awesome beginning to end uh if you guys didn't watch it obviously it's all on ESPN plus or you sure you can find highlights on YouTube Instagram Twitter anything just definitely, if anybody didn't see that main event, go watch that. Because that's one of those fights that like can get somebody into MMA. Like I remember after Izzy versus uh, Gastelum happened, and I, we were in school, and I, sh- I showed you that, that fight on my, on my laptop. And that was like, that's one of those fights that gets people into MMA. This is one of those fights. So definitely watch Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska if you somehow have not seen any of it. But man, like... I guess if I keep going, I'm just going to keep rambling. But that, that fight, one of the best I've ever seen. So we'll leave it at that. That card was awesome. But let's get into a tiny bit of MMA news that's come about, uh, one of which was announced on the broadcast. Kamaru Usman taking on Leon Edwards, UFC 278, August. It's finally happening. Leon's finally getting his shot. It's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a cool place for a fight, I think. Uh, but I think it's... Is that really high or really low? It's one or the other. I'm gonna look this up because like it's if it's high, it's actually like worth noting. Salt Lake City. Oh, in terms of like no. Yeah, like literally like the the like because you know there's depth yeah, and all that stuff like because yeah. Colorado it's at, at elevation. I kind of want to see this now. Is that a lot? <laughs> I would imagine that's a lot. For it's about uh 4,300 feet above. Like yeah, I think that's a lot. That's yeah, Denver's like five thousand, so that's a lot. That's a lot. So that's a, something to note for that August card. So these fighters are gonna have to come in, uh, in tip top shape because their cardio is will be affected if they are not, because the air up of there is a lot different. That's why I always give these guys who train at elevation high praise, because they're not only fighting some of the best like in the gym, but they're also training at some of the most difficult conditions. So. uh I think Usman will be good because he trains in Colorado pretty much as it is. But Leon Edwards, we'll see how he does during that. I'm excited for that. That's the fight that needs to happen. Like, Leon's been put off long enough, don't you think? Oh, of course. That's why when I honestly saw it, it was like, yeah. Like, I didn't even, I honestly didn't have much of a reaction to it. It was like, it was more like, yeah. Like, this is what, <laughs> this is what should be happening. It's what should have happened. Like, should have already been booked. So, Ali Abdelaziz, yeah. though, he's punching air. He's wishing for that Canelo fight. He's like, no. Oh, my God, him man. And his, him and his big head. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I won't give him too much shit. I'm glad they got this fight booked. So, Ali, good on him for this one. But I guess uh, for one more fight booking that I thought was interesting before we go, outside of the UFC, Bare Knuckle FC, which I usually don't talk about too much because I'm just not like, I don't know what it is. I'm just not like a huge fan of it. Like I'm not, I don't think Bare Knuckle Boxing is too much or anything, but it's just like, I don't know. It's a lot of the times it's these older kind of like should be my, maybe retired fighters. I'm just glad they're getting paid though. 
And in this case, we got Michael Venom Page of Bellator versus Mike Perry, obviously formerly of the UFC, in a bare-knuckle boxing match. That is... I'm going to say this. I'm worried for Mike Perry's health. <laughs> like, this is... I don't know how, how he gets out of this fight without getting knocked out cold by Michael Venom Page. Cause... Mike, worry about you. Worry yeah, about you, that's, that's a tough one. I mean... With Bell, that I will say this: Bellator being like completely okay with the fight, and like, yeah, you could take this one fight deal with BKFC. That is amazing. I wish the UFC would do that way more. And like, this is the reason why guys like Perry are fighting in bare knuckle because the UFC don't doesn't let them take these opportunities when they're under contract. So it's like when your contract ends, it's like now or never almost. So, but with Bellator, I mean. I just think that should be just a trend in MMA with like it's MVP getting to do this and you know more than likely getting a nice payday and a nice win hopefully that's going to be good for the sport as a whole but what did you think when you saw that got booked Oh I was with you on I mean it was it was cool I guess to see just Mike Perry's name back yeah. in like the headlines and just like fighting I mean, you know, doing something, but, yeah. Well, he fought, fought a couple, I think, of people in BKFC already. I know he has a win oh, over... Has... Oh, what the... He, it was, uh... the You know the guy from The Ultimate Fighter, Julian Lane? The, Let me bang, bro! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought him, I swear. Oh, my God. He but Now I gotta know for sure. But uh, if I'm not having, like, a fever dream here, I, I uh, definitely think Mike Perry has fought Julian Lane in bare-knuckle boxing. He has, and it was a unanimous decision win. He also got a win. Oh, yeah, he fought in that. Remember that a long time ago? I think it was like Frank Mir fought in this, too. It was like that triad combat thing. It was like in a triangle. It was weird as hell. He fought in that and won by a split decision. So he's had a couple fights since since uh, losing in the UFC in his last one. But this one versus MVP, like just straight boxing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't even know if I'm going to watch that. It's more just like it getting booked was so like crazy to me. I just had to like bring it up. Like even when I yeah. saw it, I think we actually were on with the, each other when I saw it, I think. On the front of like, um, yeah, for MVP, like obviously still being on the contract with Bellator. And then he's being, yeah, they're letting him do this. And yeah, it is really cool. It should be more common amongst all of uh, yeah. MMA. but It's definitely a difference between Scott Coker and Dana White. I mean... Scott Coker has always said, like, he's always about the fighters, you know, they're the warriors stepping in there, and if they if they can, you know, do something that's going to benefit them, who, who's he to, like, step in and stop it? I mean, there's reasons for why Dana thinks the way he thinks, and I get that. At the same time, like, come on, like, certain people can fight in certain... Like, you didn't have a problem when Conor McGregor wanted to box, you get what I'm saying? It's just... Certain things, I think, just run over by money in the UFC. And then Bellator, you know, Michael Venom Page wants to do a bare-knuckle boxing match. He's doing a bare-knuckle boxing match. <laughs> but when's the date? It's going to be on August 20th. Okay. So that's the same day, I think, is a... Is that the same day as the pay-per-view for the UFC? I don't even know. But either way, I think I'll try and maybe give it a watch. Hopefully it's not too brutal. Because those bare-knuckle boxing things, man, sometimes they're rough. Because, like, you see these guys getting busted up. And, like... These aren't young dudes. These are people you'll see that are in like, like they're 40. It'd be like a 40-year-old yeah, no. janitor versus Mike Perry like sometimes. Well, not in the case of Julian Lane, of course, but... It doesn't seem like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it even looks just like brutal. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a BKFC event or like highlights of one, but it's it just, it almost looks like... Uh, you remember that movie Snatch with Brad Pitt? 
It's all like you remember how most fights look. It almost it almost kind of looks like that in my opinion. Like, oh just, man, I mean, like, dudes were literally getting yeah, dudes were literally getting killed in that yeah. movie. I Think mean, Mike just, Perry's gonna get thrown to the pigs? Oh, <laughs> dude, oh, I missed that. I gotta watch that movie again. Any every fight fan should watch Snatch. That, that's just a fantastic one. <laughs> remember, uh, so what do you think? What happens in the hair? Reckon the hair gets fucked. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon in this fight, Mike Perry might get fucked, <laughs> but I hope not because I love Mike Perry and I want to see him win because he's just he seems like a cool dude. Oh, I he I was always a huge fan of him when he was in the UFC cause just because of like he was always hilarious like the things that he would say to people and like the people whether it be the people he was fighting or the media he's just an interesting character and like he's a good dude deep down. So uh, this one. I'm glad I, it, take, it takes balls to take a fight in boxing versus MVP, so we'll see how that goes for him. But uh, I guess to wrap this up, next week, uh, well, I guess in the coming week, we have Talking Tough. You know, we're getting closer and closer to the semifinals and that. I mean, the episodes are getting better and better, too, so uh, definitely tune into that. And then on Friday, of course, we got the Hurt Sportsbook with the great main event on this fight night, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. So we'll definitely get into that, and uh, I guess we'll see you for those.